You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step one, we Google the biggest flops on Broadway. Step two, we find the crazy stories behind them. Step three, we see how they lose millions of dollars. Millions? Broadway isn't cheap. A lot of fancy people want to be producers. Step four, find out why the show won't go on. Step five, end this episode and head to Times Square. Times Square? That'll never work. Only Broadway successes are in Times Square. (laughs) Oh, ye of little faith. Okay, I didn't do it last time, so you just talk over me. Intermission zone. Welcome, theater geeks, to our our. Uh, is this our first of season four? Uh, no, because second. we started with an intermission. That's zone. right. Okay, so this is only our second intermission zone of season four of Theater Geeks Anonymous, and I'm having a difficult time talking over the song that she's making up. Why? <laughs> I was very quiet. I know. And you actually have done it like two other times, and I still can't do it. I don't know why. I still can't talk over it. Um, so on this episode, because it's Women's History Month, we're just yes. going to talk about some ladies in the theater. All the theater ladies. All the theater ladies. All the theater ladies. That we that we enjoy that we look up to um, in this little this little mini episode uh, and and also there's a, some of them that are coming to Broadway this season so that's super exciting like we've got a we've got a couple uh, lady directors coming and like um, one of them has like two or three shows all simultaneously like they'll be on Broadway at the same time which is Love awesome it. awesome nice um, so I I will start. I, I do want to mention. Uh, I want to mention. I don't know yeah. what you're going to mention. I'm in the dark completely. <laughs> Rebecca, I, I messed up her last <gasps> Rebecca! name. Rebecca. Yeah, not well, not that. That <laughs> was also in the news this week. That poor show. It just never no, dies. No, I'm so sad because like I just want it. <laughs> I just want it. I still want it on Broadway. I still want it out there and telling that story because it's just such a good story. He just sued. He like opened up that suit again and here you know, we are I, i'm with him though i'm still i still <laughs> fully support ben sprecher you're with, you're with sprecher him. i'm with sprecher just wear hashtag tasha. i'm with, with sprecher, sprecher. <laughs> the most niche bumper sticker yeah, that you right. could ever <laughs> there's like five people who know what that is <laughs> they would love it so much yes. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll true. all be wearing our shirts around town, and we'll say, "Oh, I'm with Spreadshirt too." I'm with Spreadshirt too. Oh my gosh, you uh, KDT would say that Kevin David Thomas. <laughs> yes, yeah. Kevin and I <laughs> to be the two you in know. Astoria. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so Rebecca Tatchman is. Am I saying that correctly? Is it Tachman or Tatchman? I never know because I've heard I it, it done. Tate. Tate. 
Tashman? 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 I've heard all three ways. (laughs) Tashman. Oh, uh, so but sorry, it's, I know, but we're I'm excited about Hades Town, so yes. she's coming oh, with that. Yeah, she's coming with that, so that's opening. That's actually in previews right now, um, and then that'll be uh, eligible for the Tonys. Purple. <laughs> oh dear, it'll be eligible for the Tonys this summer, so that's it's super been a exciting. Long time. I know. And that's where my mind went. <laughs> well, we were just talking about crime. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so that just led the way. I hate to force an edit, but I think it's Rachel Chavkin. It was such a nice pun so for good. the show that I was like, well, then we should, <laughs> Let's we should find have out it. Let's get it. it correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Playwright. Characters. Theater Geeks Anonymous, where we always fix our mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. You're right. Okay. Thank Rachel you Rachel Chavkin. That's awesome. I wouldn't have known. Yeah, no. We would have just put it up and we would have been stupid. And then have had to do like a retraction <laughs> in the next and the episode. Trolls come after oh you. my comments. <laughs> We'd have been kicked our, out of podcast. Like we have like most like the lady from Australia, she but she <laughs> she actually knows really well. Donna usually knows well. Yeah, she does. Yes. Donna. Donna. Yes, our single She's Australian. a lawyer, lawyer from Australia. <laughs> That's so Oh, Isn't that funny? <laughs> That's who I talk to the most on Twitter, one of our <laughs> listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, where should I start? Let's go back. I still want to talk about I'm Rebecca leaving all of that in like so you her. don't have to fix anything. It's all in there. We're only six out. minutes in. We're good. <laughs> you have to take out how I messed up. All right. You have to. Uh, okay. I still want to talk about Rebecca, though, because she did stage kiss. Um, and stage kiss, I did a scene from this summer in Austin Pendleton's class and that was super fun. Um, so, but Rachel Chavkin is actually directing Hadestown, which I'm excited about because there's not that many new shows on Broadway actually. Mm -hmm. There's Hadestown, there's Be More Chill. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of want to see that. Moulin Rouge is actually opening after the deadline, so that's not even going to be eligible for the Tonys this year. That's not going to be eligible until next year. I hope that they're up because that sounds like a really cool show. And it's beautiful. The pictures that I've seen and the videos that I've seen, it's just gorgeous. I'm like most excited about Danny Burstein in that. Okay. Because I just love him. Mm-hmm. He's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, so excited about Hades Town, And then um, another woman I wanted to talk about in terms of producing. Here's a problem I found. So oh. when I went to Google to search more names, because the only way I know, like, names of other lady producers are from, like, Ken Davenport's podcast. Like, he'll interview some. Mm-hmm. But Google doesn't even know. Oh. Google came up with like three, four names, and one of them's not even a producer. She was in the producers. Oh, for heaven's sake. It was awful. That's like, that sums it up. Right? <laughs> you can be in it. It was horrifying. <laughs> I was like, really? Like, oh, and no. then some, I was like, I, just, I know Oprah has produced. She did The Color Purple mm-hmm. both times, and she was on American Sun. But it's, it's really difficult mm-hmm. to just like find names of women producers. Yeah. I'm just, I was, I'm horrified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know well, there's more than that. It's this whole like self promotion thing that I yeah. think comes so naturally to the opposite sex. Yeah. But when, you know, I'm sorry, when I'm doing a project, it doesn't matter that I'm a female doing this project. I'm doing right. a project. Right. That's all. Right. <laughs> right. 
that's 100%. the difference. And then, but like when you Google lady directors, like a ton came up. Like well, Julie that's good. Tamor. Oh yeah. Who doesn't freaking love her? <laughs> um, but but like, but when it was like producers, it was nobody. Yeah. And I was just like, what what in the world is happening? And so I did find this article that Ken Davenport <laughs> wrote on his blog, which was specifically about like. He said um, at that point, and that was posted, I believe, last year, mm-hmm. um, women producers made up like 28.6% of all like theatrical So it should producing. be easier to find them. Right. It should be easier. But he was like, and he's like, that's still better than like CEO, CEO, CEO women is 6%. Wow. Right? I know. It's real bad. It's real bad. Ugh. 6%. Terrifying. Yeah. So awful. He's like, that's better, but it's still not great. Mm-hmm. Still not great. Yeah. So I'm I'm just sitting here, you know, frustrated because I'm trying to be one mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. seeing like the the lack of even me being able to gain knowledge about mm-hmm. like who those women are who are going trying to go before me and yeah. like make some stuff happen mm-hmm. that are not Oprah. God knows I love myself some Oprah. <laughs> She's but not like, as accessible as right. maybe someone that lives here in New York right. and has done a Broadway show. Exactly. Right. So that's my hmm. little tangent, my little theatrical women in theater tangent that I'm I have. Right well, now. you know what? I mean, I don't know if you would be able to contact the lady directors, but they might be able to. Put, I feel like you, if you go to right. social media, that's how we found Madeline last year. That right. might be the way to go forward. Is right. Just Absolutely. To put out a plea on Twitter or on Facebook. And just say where my lady producers at. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't have Facebook, but definitely oh, well, Twitter I can and, do that and for Instagram. You. I'll Facebook it tomorrow. Yeah, do it. Do it on the uh, when you post the podcast. Yeah, do it. Um, I also want to talk about Lee Silverman, who mm-hmm. had that all female um, creative creative team for. Um, the show with uh, Harry Potter mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> this fall and how like it was. So it was historical because it was like the first all female creative team on in a play for a play. Cause I think um, secret garden was the all female creative team. Yeah. Like first one for a musical. Is I that correct? Right. Although I've heard like waitress well, says sometimes they're the first yeah. ones, but, but who, I mean, cause I don't know all of the creatives from secret garden, but certainly the writers of it, the composer and writer right. were, when I was listening to um, the interview with, because was it Lynn Ahrens who wrote? Secret Garden yeah. was Marsha Norman Marcia and Lucy Norman. Simon. Marsha Norman was on their podcast. Okay. And she was the one who was talking about it, and she was like, we were actually the first ones. Cool. So I think they were, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, right. whatever Marsha says. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. That they were actually the first ones, but um, Lee's team was the first for plays. And I was like, y'all, it's 2018. I know. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's just it, though. It's like we're, all of the, I'm watching this show on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. It's um, produced by Tom Hanks and a couple of other people. But yeah. it's this um, – they go through the different decades. So I watched mm-hmm. the 90s, and now this one is the 2000s. I totally – yeah, I know what you're talking about. And mm-hmm. how much crud is just packed into 10 years of the first you know, 2000s. But all of, all of the stuff that's coming up, you're like, wait a minute – that only just happened in mm-hmm. 2000? Yeah. And all, I mean, like, every time something else comes up, you're like, wait a minute, that only yeah. just happened? It's crazy. It's real. It really is. It's a little bit horrifying. A little bit. 
A little bit, because we bit. all, you know, our generation, I don't know if you're in the same generation as we are, Madeline. <laughs> We're old ladies. <laughs> We're children of the 80s. Um, but, well, you're probably still. Anyway, um, I'll be inclusive this one. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> what was I even going to say? I don't even remember. What were you talking about? Because we were talking about um, how it was 2018 oh, when that just the, happened. When we were growing up, mm-hmm. because women were finally, you know, in the workplace in right. the 80s. And yeah. mo- our right. moms were working when they right. never were before. And so we all thought we're, we're this progressive generation. Right. And now it's, I mean, and we were. Yeah. That's right. But now I think with the advent of of the technology that is so readily available, which did happen in 2000, now everything can kind of come at you in a second. Whereas back then, you know, you had a corded phone (laughs) and a phone tree, you know, so it wasn't nearly as easy to kind of get that stuff out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the data wasn't nearly as acceptable or accessible. Accessible, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you do you, do you ladies have any uh, women in the industry that you particularly love, like one or two names of women that you're like, I just love her. Like, I just love Julie Taymor, especially after we just did that. Spider-Man. Yeah. And I just it makes me think about her more. And I just mm-hmm. she can do literally everything. Yeah. Like she like she made the masks herself. She mm-hmm. can choreograph. She like I'm just like my mind is consistently blown at what the woman can do. Well, and she's a great example, though, of a woman that didn't enter the field going, I'm a woman, so I have to prove right. myself. She, she just, just did, did it. Yeah. She did it, and she broke down the glass ceiling without even knowing that it was there. Right. Because she was just like, well, I need these puppet heads done, so I'm just going to do it myself. Right. Well, I want to do that movie, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Like, she's just an incredible woman. And I think that's the key, though. Right. Is that we we talked about this in the last episode, the one that we just I'm speaking in the future, but the one that I will, I know, that I'll post in a couple of days, but will actually have been last week. Anyway, with Madeline, um, where you said that you know, it's almost like this trendy thing with, like, you know, you've got the Me Too movement, which yeah. kind of ushered in this, uh, we have to get women behind the, you know, behind the scenes, and we have to get them working, and yeah. we have to, you know, yeah. include them, and be, and not even just women, but be diversified mm-hmm. in all aspects. But now it's like, oh, well, I, excuse me, I'm trying to get a female director. I'm trying to get a female whatever. Yeah. Where, you know, they ne- nobody ever asked that before. Right, so right. you just kind of had to punch your way in and say, I'm not what you're used to mm-hmm. because I have a vagina. <laughs> Can I say that in the podcast? Just say it. Beep. That's what we've got. I'm going to say we it. You're right. That vaginas. is the with anatomically it. correct word. Yes. <laughs> Listen, um, I am not Fallopian what you expect tubes. because, yes, exactly, because I have a vagina. It's all happening. <laughs> it's all happening <laughs> yep. All the magic of the universe. Really? The, crea- the creation. All of us yes. are creative in, in our own ways. <laughs> but anyway, um, but I can do this job yeah. because I can do this job. But right. now it's it's almost like, oh, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because it is it is becoming more inclusive and wonderful right. and, and more women and more people of color and, you know, and uh, non-binary. Is that right. the right yes, terminology? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, are being able to, like, get in the door and, right. and being readily accepted, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But are they being accepted because they're really good mm-hmm. and because they've worked hard and because they deserve it? Or are they being accepted because 
that's what we're supposed to do now. Which, again, like, isn't necessarily a bad thing. Right. But... Mm, it's such a (laughs) it's weird it's so weird hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Like I just I had, I hired, I needed a, a videographer to make videos for the show that we're producing in June, which is an all female. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, but, but it was funny. I was looking for a videographer and I did. I was like, I would like to hire a woman to do this as well. And I hired a woman and she was amazing. Great. And it was like the best day ever. But one of the things she said to me was that she's been turned down for jobs because she's a woman. Stupid. So for me saying, like, I'm really excited to have you because I really did want a woman Mm -hmm. videographer. She was like, it was so nice to hear because usually I don't get jobs because I'm a woman. And this is what forces us to use our first initial instead of being loud and proud. My name is Pamela. I am a female. J.B. Fletcher. Yes. Was that her name, the videographer? No, but I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. S.E. Hinton, I think, yes. was a, the out, wrote The Outsiders. I thought for the longest time that she was a man. I wrote her a letter saying, Dear Mr. Hinton, because Whoa. I had no clue when I was a kid. I know. That's Nuts, so right? Because <laughs> that book yeah. spoke yeah. to me. In, but now, like looking back, it's so interesting. In my adult mind, reading it again, mm-hmm. it was so clearly written by a female. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. I know. <laughs> So frustrating. Oh, so frustrating. Completely. Yeah. Any any women that you look up to? You did mention a couple in the other podcast, uh, Madeline, but yeah, I think I think two that are high on my list. Um, one has got to be Jesse Mueller. Yeah. For um, <laughs> like total confidence with no ego. It, it's really <laughs> like a sorcery that I've never seen quite anywhere else. Like she like asks for exactly what she needs very clearly and like Mm. won't budge, but she also knows everyone's name first. Like she's all and like is like throwing pizza parties for so-and-so's birthday. (laughs) But like, but I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's just like somehow she's straddling this line of nurturing maternal, you know, sensitive feminine and like, total no nonsense um and i i don't know i i just i really hand it to her because i think some people could see that as demanding or you know but it's not it's just clear yeah and um all in like you know messy bun no makeup there to work like just there to work (laughs) and i just like i really i want to i want to like feel that way about going to work yeah Um, and then another one definitely has to be Lynn Aarons mm-hmm. who um talk about someone who was doing it like before yeah yeah I, I mean just like such a crazy <laughs> long career prolific writer yeah, and really. I, I was at this event at the 92nd street Y celebrating her lyrics a few months ago um and she was sort of like narrating the event of oh it. cool and, and the closing number I'll never forget it the song was uh, tell yourself how lucky you are from Susicle, which is this kind of funny, like, 
It's so, it's such a great, I love yeah. that whole show. It's such a great it's so, show. It's so yeah. And what she did was, oh man, she like, <laughs> it was the last number of the night and like between verses of it, first she started listing a bunch of like failures, like career failures oh. and all these ways that things went poorly for her or still are unjust, like yeah. all these kind of negative things. And then she flipped it and between lyrics started listing like, the wins of her career but they were things like you know ragtime has employed thousands of people of color oh, that's since awesome and like this many hundreds of schools have done susical and it was like this many kids first musical and it was she just presented it as this sort of like tension or mm-hmm. like duality mm-hmm. that i think everyone who works in the arts or maybe just everyone on the planet feels <laughs> about their own life which yeah. is like how has everything gone so badly, but, like, how has it all gone so well or mm-hmm. something? And I just, like, it's this, like, derpy song, and I was weeping. I was sitting there weeping. I'm like, that's it. That, yeah. Like, yeah. that is the story. Yeah. And for someone to get, you know, closer to the end of their career mm-hmm. and be able to say this, I mean, you know, yeah. this is what I, this was what happened. She's, and it was not perfect, ugh, but it, it's her. what happened. Just that's amazing. incredible. Yeah, really amazing. That's cool. I have a story. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast or not yet, but one woman that I absolutely admire and have also had the opportunity to work with is Kristen Blodgett, Mm -hmm. who is the supervising musical director for Phantom of the Opera, but has been the conductor and musical director for Cats uh, for... Oh, shoot, my mind went blank. Women in White. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the Andrew Lloyd Webber shows. Yeah. Um, But she's done a lot with all of the different Phantom casts. And as you all know, I toured with Phantom for the longest time. (laughs) (laughs) But in my initial audition... She was in the room. I had no idea who she was. I had no idea who were the people behind the table. I just assumed they were there with the casting agency, with which Tara Rubin. And one of them was, but then the rest of the three were like actual bigwigs from the show. <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't know that. And I sang my song, and she was like, wow, that was really good. You want to come to callbacks? And I'm like, yeah. So I come back the next day for callbacks, and we sang through all of the things, and I made an absolute fool of myself in the very first thing that I sang because I'm just an idiot sometimes. Um, <laughs> Um, it, there's this opening cadenza that Carlotta sings, and it, I had all of the Carlotta sides. And on the top of the music, it says ad lib. So I interpreted that to mean as long as you start on the correct note and finish on the correct note, that you can kind of just be fluid, right? Well, that is not what that means. <laughs> And so I sang what I sang. I don't even remember what it was that I practiced. And I finished, and she goes, Wow, Pamela. I'm really, um, I'm amazed at the ease in which you take those high notes. Almost every other note was wrong. (laughs) And at that point when she said that, I burst into laughter. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I just thought the whole thing was over. And she goes, do you mind if I sit behind the piano and play with you? And I was like, it's your piano. And still at this point, I still had really no inkling who she was Mm -hmm. or how important to this production that she was. Mm -hmm. But the fact that this woman was going to sit and play with me in this callback, because at the time I was like, well, that was it. This was fun. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) But she kept me 
in that room when we sang every bit of the sides that I was given. Mm-hmm. We did the side the at the actual acting side as well, mm-hmm. and and it just felt incredibly good at the end. And I walked out of the room going, well, I didn't get it, but that was incredible. Mm-hmm. And just about two or three weeks later is when I got the phone call that I had gotten the show and Kristen Blodgett is the one she was the champion behind that because I was so young and so inexperienced to and and non-equity at the time and so to bring someone in that is so green into this basically well-oiled machine that's Mm -hmm. been running for 20 says 20 it wasn't quite 25 years at that point but mm-hmm. this particular tour yeah. had been out I think at that point for like 16 years oh, wow. so it, it it everything was well oiled yeah. and who's gonna bring this this newbie in mm. except for this woman that saw the potential and and really was able to kind of look past all of the foliage <laughs> to mm. the to the woman behind you know it, it she's incredible I told her that story too the first time I saw her after I had already joined the company and she goes oh I'm so sorry oh I feel that should never have come out of my mouth and I said no you don't understand it's the (laughs) thing I needed to hear (laughs) so I will say that that's certainly a woman in this business that I admire it's it's so nice to have women (laughs) that that see your potential and Mm -hmm. see see what you can do Mm -hmm. and are like yeah I'm gonna I'm going to help foster that. I'm going to champion that. I'm going to help that blossom. It did. It felt very, very much like a foster Mm -hmm. situation, a very, like a mentorship. I had a friend at my day job once who were sitting and talking because sometimes it really can go the other way. And she was like, I don't understand when it goes the other way. And she, she was like a, she was a executive vice president in the company and she she has this very like maternal mothering uh, about her that that like everybody underneath her they loved her like yeah. just loved her, and she she was like when I'm done doing this who I need to mm-hmm. make sure that like uh, the women coming up can take my place, mm-hmm. like the whole point I, she just said I feel like the whole point of why I am where I am is to help foster and mentor other women. Right. So she was like, I don't understand this like competitive wanting to break down people, which happens so that's often. That's how it's been. That's how we've been yeah. set up and controlled right. up yeah, to this point. That's right. Is that we've got all of these people telling us, well, there's only one job. Fight over it. Figure right. it out. And you're like, um, wait a minute, though. That's not how this is going to work because no. I'm not going to accept that anymore. No, no. And 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 that and that's it, right? Like we have to decide we're not going to accept yeah. that verbiage. We're not going to accept that way of living and right. we're going to say, "No, there's room for everyone." Yes. And I really want more women and more people that I think have awesome potential to come up yes. behind me. So like what can I do to be that that person that lifts mm-hmm. them up? What can I be like how can I well and to take I it back in, that talent to take it back into the theater realm too yeah there are so many more women actresses in theater mm-hmm. than there are men and there yeah. are so many more male roles than women right and so you have this this very uh, uh, inequitable yeah. um, situation where you've got hundreds of girls that are all coming to to audition for maybe one or two roles in a right. show, and they we we are there at six in the morning and we're waiting on the street and then we go up to the to the holding room and <laughs> and we're all just we're in it, and I have a story of when I was in Chicago, 
living there at the time, but I was sitting outside of an audition room, and I was non-equity at this point still, but still same thing kind of goes, um, where there's hundreds of us waiting for this audition, maybe not hundreds because it was Chicago, but a lot (laughs) of dozens of us waiting for this, and I I look over and I see that this girl is crying sitting across from me, and I went, are you okay? And she goes, I don't have my sheet music. And she goes, I don't have the, I don't have my music. I left it at home. And I went, well, look through my book. Mm. And then you had another girl down there goes, if she doesn't have something that you can sing, you can look through my book too. So and it was like, I know I'm getting goosebumps so thinking much. about it because it was such <laughs> this moment of community. Yeah. It was this moment where we, yes, we might be competing against each other, right. but we're not really competing against each other yeah. because we're completely different people and yeah. we're completely different types. And unless you have the exact same voice, voice that I have, we are not in any competition but they've set up the system yeah. to make it feel like we are in direct competition with each other. Right, right. And that's that's what we have to get over. Yeah, we do. That it's I'm not competing for you. I'm competing for them to see who I am mm-hmm. and to either hire me for this or think of me for the next project. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Auditioning is our job and unfortunately we don't get paid for it. The cherry on the top <laughs> is getting cast. Like that's basically mm-hmm. what it is. That's which true. is why I'm on a long extended hiatus. Because <laughs> it started to eat at me. <laughs> yeah. It's no, it's yeah, no, it's really true. And even like I'm you know, I, I'm still doing a day job and, and doing the thing I love on the side, but it was like it took many years until I was in a community of people where mm-hmm. like if I had an idea I could speak it out and somebody mm-hmm. would be like, Oh, that's that's actually a good idea. Can can I can I do that with you? Wow. It wasn't until <laughs> last year. Yeah. I've been waiting decades for that to happen, sure. you know? And so and then Jody was like, Yeah, this is a good idea. Like let's do this. Um, and then that gave me the courage to do this next thing that yeah. I that I'm doing. And so I just think that like, man, community, seeing potential in others, well, and lifting building each, each other, other up. up because yeah. exactly because uh, we might not get the thing that we're in the audition room for, but let's put our heads together and figure out how to to do a project together. That's right. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Yeah, and I, I really think like it, it's. Because it's like what we talked about at the beginning of the first of the last episode, community. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like for I know for me, again, I will say it again. That's one of the things I love the most about the theater Mm -hmm. is that it is a place of community. It is a place where like you cannot make a thing without other people. Yeah. You just can't. Mm -hmm. Nope. And I love that. So that's our mini-sode, you guys. Awesome. That was fun. <laughs> it was fun. I'd love to hear who you all are inspired by, admire, who are women in the field, or just women in your lives that you that you uh, have any kind of story or connection to that that helps to build you up. Yeah. So Facebook me, yeah, please. Fa- Facebook us, uh, send <laughs> messages on Twitter or our Instagram. Email us at uh, tgabway at gmail.com. <laughs> When uh, did I stop singing that? I don't know. It's been like the first season. <laughs> B way. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Thank you so much yeah. for listening, everyone. Happy Women's History Month. Yes. And if there's somebody that you look up to that you have not told, tell them. Mm. Oh, that's a good. Yes, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to have to like send a little email. Yes, do it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.